2: it's Friday, it is September 27th, it's 2019, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Pro 07. Grant, five straight days, how are you doing?
1: Oh, I've been better. Um, I, I got every single thing right today, and yet I'm only breaking even. I had like 50% Polka, 30% McCann, like White Sox were my number one owned stack, and yet A little cease, scratch, three minutes after the game starts ruined my entire day.
2: So I played Polka because of you and Meansy over there on DraftKings, and my SP2s did so bad that it didn't matter. (laughs) It was was one of those things, but it is what it
1: is. I guess it was an all Cs. I also had them in a whole bunch of uh, Quintana lineups, which is only two points better.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right? That didn't work out either, so... Um, If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com, sign up through the Roto-Grinders links, that way you get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft, and once you make your first deposit and start playing over there. Plus, you'll get any access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft, so if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. They have a big, 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 big break-free NFL tournament for this weekend, $700,000, $28 buy-in, 150 entry max. And uh, don't forget, you can play that Cowboys-Saints game on Sunday Night Football um, on their main slate. So I like that we still have one, you know, big prize pool that includes the Sunday Night Football game. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. And, uh, Grant, we got 14 games. A lot of the standings, like the NL is set. Um, I I think the Brewers and Nationals are fighting for – the who's who's gonna get the home field in the in the game in the wild card games um or no like it's set national league is set right I don't is think so it, no. no who plays who
1: yeah well uh, it's it's Brewers versus Nationals but it all depends on who's gonna get I think home field advantage is still up in the air.
2: Yeah who's playing the Cardinals and um yeah.
1: And then I think over in the AL, uh I think it's not quite set yet. No, AL is not left. set.
2: The Indians, the Rays and the Athletics are all fighting for the last for fighting for the wild card spot. So um really the only teams that have something to play for right now are the Rays, Indians and Athletics. Like the Nationals the Nationals and the Brewers are fighting for who's going to have home field for the wild card game, but yeah, it's nothing. No, nothing too concerning here. So anyway, Let's get into it. 14 games, a lot to talk about. A lot of interesting spots. I will say interesting very loosely. Um, we get started here with Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Anthony Descofani against Steven Brault. Um, any interest here in Descofani?
1: No, not too much. I mean, he's 9.6K. I think they're better guys to pay out for. He is a decent pitcher, and this Pittsburgh lineup is just absolute trash. Uh, but they don't strike out at a massive rate. and we could potentially see a few lefties in this lineup here. I mean, it's not the worst idea in the world. I'm not horribly against it. It's a good ballpark, but he's just not near the top of my list.
2: I actually like him a lot. Um, you know, 9,900. I don't think that we'll see a lot of these pitchers pitch too deep. I think that, you know, Descafani will probably get around 85 pitches here maybe a little bit more. I think he's a guy that can go over 20 fantasy points, and I think that's going to be a, a kind of a mark that I'm looking for on this slate um, with a lot of these teams already kind of done, just cruising through the weekend. Um, I actually like Descafani. Pirates dealing with a ton of injuries right now. I think this lineup's going to be pretty watered down. Not a ton of strikeouts, but enough strikeouts and a lot of righties that I like Descafani enough to give him a look here. Steven Brault on the other side of this game. Yeah, I'll pass on him. Yep. Cincy um, batters, anything standing out to you here?
1: I mean, Suarez and Aquania, Um Like, maybe urban if you really want, but none of their prices outside of urban are really that enticing. Like, it's not a good ballpark. Ralph's bad, but it's not absolutely horrible. There's only four six implied total. I'm probably going to stay away from Cincy bats.
2: Yeah, I like Suarez um as a one off, I think he's really interesting and if you want to do a three man, you mentioned Aquino, Suarez, Irvin. That that would be my three-man. three man. Irvin's 3200. I don't think the pinch hit risk is as high now that like the season's kind of over. I think they're going to give him his at bats. They have been anyway when he's been playing. So perfectly fine with rolling out that three man if you want to go that route. Um any Pittsburgh bats that you like here? No. No, yeah, I, mean. I don't Yeah, there's nothing. Like, they uh, – they're contact hitters. Ozuna has a little bit of power outside of him. That's it. Reyes has
1: been hitting well recently. He's still cheap, but still not that interested.
2: Cleveland at Washington. Zach Plesik against Austin Voth. Um, Any interest here in Zach Plesik?
1: I don't play him, especially not against a good Washington team. I mean, they are getting rid of the DH – so I guess that's an upgrade, but I don't play Zach Plasek.
2: Um yeah, like they have something to play for too, so if Plasek gets in trouble a little bit, you could see them go to the bullpen and, you know, we're we're we're, we're getting him out of this game as, as soon as he gets in trouble and, you know, trying to win it that way. So um Austin Voth on the other side of this game. Do we expect him to pitch deep here? Like, I know he threw, like, 81 pitches against Miami last time out. He's one of the – you know, he's a top 15 prospect in the Washington organization. Like, really expect him to pitch deep here, or is this just a spot we'll probably stay away at 9K? I don't think I'd play him regardless. Uh, Cleveland's a good lineup
1: here. So, yeah, don't really have interest in him. Either way, I don't think he goes much past 80 pitches, and so that just makes it an easy cross-off, but. Like, this Cleveland lineup's good. Voth has been all right, but I don't think it's worth it to go with him.
2: Uh, any Cleveland bats that you like here?
1: Yeah, I mean, the main suspects, Ramirez, Lindor is too cheap, um, Santana, Puig, Fran Mill, if he's in the lineup, I don't mind. Although, going up against a high strikeout pitcher, R- Voth versus Wrighties, I don't think I'd end up going with uh, Fran Mill too much but ramirez Lindor, santana all the guys with the platoon split are all good options
2: yep that's the three man that i have written down as well ramirez lindor santana so it's kind of what i like Both has shown really good strikeout stuff against righties so i'll probably pass on the righties here um as far as washington goes they're still kind of playing for something as well both these teams playing for something um so this game's kind of interesting as far as the Washington bats go, I think, like, Soto, Rendon, Eaton, Turner, all in play here. Not my favorite stack, but I think they're they're definitely worth looking at. Yeah,
1: you're yeah, right there with you. I mean, going up against a guy that gives up a decent amount of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. I think Rendon's my favorite of the bunch, followed by Soto, but I'm fine with any of those guys.
2: Yep. I don't know if I'd make it a five-man. I guess you could throw, like, Adams or Cabrera in there to make it a five-man, so – Um, moving on, Miami at Philadelphia. We got Pablo Lopez against Vincent Velasquez. Um, Any interest here in Pablo Lopez? A little bit. He's not a
1: terrible pitcher. I mean, the five implied total kind of scares me a little bit, but a lot of that has to do with the Miami bullpen. I mean, the guy's not bad. Um, And there's not really a whole lot of options on this slate here. Seven point six K. Philly's kind of a tough lineup. I don't know. I have some interest in
2: him. Ramuto out. Dickerson out. Um, Gene Segura left with a an ankle sprain. I doubt he'll play the rest of the season. No reason to play him. Like, it could be just Harper and, I guess, Hoskins. Jay Bruce. Like, it's not going to be your typical Philly lineup. Like, I have some interest in the Philly bats, too, on the other side. like, But I, I don't think Pablo Lopez is the worst play in the world here um ballpark downgrade kind of sucks but I, I think he's worth a look and um chalk vincent velasquez what are you doing with him here
1: still probably gonna play some of them it's the marlins i eat the chalk half the time the opposing pitcher is going up against him Had the chalk today with wheeler still worked out great um but yeah you just this marlin seems so bad you kind of have to
2: um miami bats anything Nope. Yeah, I think the only way you're playing Miami here is like a leverage stack because you know Vincent Velasquez is going to be the chalk, but I don't even know if I could do that um, just because of how bad this lineup is. you know. But that would be the one way that I think you could play them and feel okay about it just as a leverage spot. But it's ugly, and it's ugly for a reason. As far as the Philly bats go, um, you know, Harper, Brad Miller, kind of interesting. Hoskins, if you want to make it a three-man.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, even though Lopez is a decent pitcher, he's not great by any means, and this bullpen's very bad. It's being played over in Philly, so it's not a terrible ballpark. So, yeah, I'm fine with those guys. And I mean, you can throw in Kingery or Segura if he's back in the lineup.
2: All right, we're cruising here. It's going to be one of those types of days. I can see it already. Um, Tampa Bay at Toronto. Tyler Glasnow against TJ Zook. Um, Glasnow, if he was pitching deep, Like, he was supposed to throw four innings last time out and ended up only throwing three. I think Glass now is an interesting tournament play because if he does get four or five innings here, he could crush at 6,900. But the risk is – like, the risk-reward is, like, massive. Like, zero floor, high ceiling. It's not even, like, a a massive ceiling, but I think it's enough on the slate where it's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of – I'm, I'm kind of in with you on Glass now. I mean, it's a decent pivot off Velasquez. There's not a whole lot of guys in this range. You mostly need him to put up 20 points, which he can absolutely do. and He can do that in three innings. I think we just saw that. And then with a chance that he could possibly go five innings, maybe they're going to try and stretch him out a little bit for the playoffs. They have something to play for, and he's obviously one of the best arms in their lineup. Like, I think I really like Glass now, honestly. It's going up against Toronto. We all know that they have a massive K-rate. Their lineup is not their A lineup right now with all the injuries. So without Bo and without Gary Allen in the lineup, it's not the same lineup. Tons of strikeouts. The more I talk about it, I really like Glasnow tomorrow, even at the thought that he might only go four innings.
2: Say so he gets bumped up to 60 pitches here, and he goes four innings and gets six, seven strikeouts, like 6,900. If Vincent Velasquez gets beat up a little bit, like Glass Now is the guy. Um, Zook on the other, Zook, Zook on the other side of this game. Any interest in him?
1: Uh, yeah, no, not really. I mean, his price tag's nice. Tampa Bay's not an easy team, though. There's a 5-6 implied total against him, which obviously a lot of that to go towards the bullpen. And he's only been going around 70 to 80 pitches. I don't hate the play. I just don't like it.
2: Yeah, I don't hate it, but again, like we we talked about at the top, like Tampa has something to play for, so I don't know. I don't know if I could I don't know if I could fully do it. I guess if you want to take some shots in tournaments, I don't hate the idea of doing it, but I don't know. I just I can't I don't think I could do it on this slate, um, with with some options that I do like in this price range today, so but I'm not going to go out and run out and play a ton of Tampa. I think Tampa's a little interesting here, but you know, this kid's given up a lot of hard contact. So I would target the guys that, you know, have high hard contact rates like Meadows, Lau uh, or Low, and you know, guys like that. I mean, everyone in the lineup kind of has
1: a high, hard contact rate, both Lau and low have one. Fun factory there. And, I like and they both
2: have the name spelt the same way and it's just pronounced
1: differently. Yeah. It's just infuriating. Um, but yeah, I'm actually I really like a Tampa Bay stack here. I mean they're getting TJ and then they're getting the bullpen. Like it's a big ballpark upgrade going up to Toronto. I really like this Tampa Bay stack. I probably started off with Meadows and Fam. Um, but they are no. Lau, Lowe, Garcia, Troy if he's in the lineup. I like all of those guys.
2: All right. I can I can get it. I can get behind it. I like teams that have something to play for this late in the season. Um McKinney's a little interesting, batting leadoff, you know, Biggio, Tellus, but I don't think this is a spot I would stack Toronto outside of maybe like a three-man.
1: Yeah, I don't really want much of anything. Maybe maybe Biggio just because his price tag's only at 4.1K, but Tampa Bay has a good bullpen. They're going to throw on their good bullpen arms. I don't, I'm i probably just going to stay away from Yeah, the, they
2: didn't uh, play. Jays. Like, they didn't play, so, like, they're rested. Like, the bullpen's rested, so – Dallas Keuchel, Marcus Stroman, Atlanta Braves, and the T- New York Mets. Um, any interest here in Dallas Keuchel?
1: I have no interest in anyone from this game outside of Alonso. Yeah,
2: that's kind of what like I was thinking at. Like it's an eight total. Stroman's a slight favorite, and unless the water, unless he gets like a super watered down lineup, I just there's just nothing here. And like on the Mets side, like you said, Pete Alonso. If Rosario bats leadoff, I don't hate him batting leadoff. And I don't hate maybe like a Wilson Ramos catcher play or a JD Davis if you want to make it a three man, but Pete Alonzo, I'm gonna play him every day down the stretch, just hoping that like he gets the record and you get the you get the big game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've cruised through that one really fast. Like <laughs> like how how deep, like again, like Atlanta's in, like how deep are they really gonna pitch Keiko here? Yeah,
1: and I mean it's I know. not like either of these guys have easy matchups or are priced cheaply.
2: Yeah, like, like Keuchel's ninety six and Stroman's ten three. I don't know. I'm with you. I just this game stinks. There's a bunch of other good games like this next one. Eleven total. Baltimore, Boston. Wojcikowski. Wojcikowski against Iavaldi. Iavaldi's uh, a two twenty favorite here. Um, any interest in Wojcikowski?
1: Not against the Red Sox.
2: Yeah. Even a, even a... once. <laughs> Even a watered-down Red Sox lineup, I don't think I can play him. So, um, you know, if the lineup is very right-handed heavy, maybe. But they just have so many lefties that, like, the upside just limited. But Iavaldi, uh, any interest in Iavaldi here as a big favorite at home? I, I don't
1: hate it. He's 4.1K. He's the cheapest oh, guy geez. on the board. Like, how? Why? Like, why would they do this? They, he was two games ago, he was 7.2K then goes out and throws 100 pitches and puts up 70 points or and then he just keeps getting dropped i mean you want to pivot off of vasquez velasquez chalk i guess he evolved his way to go although i'm guessing he's going to draw a decent amount of ownership like baltimore's not a great team he's not a great pitcher but he's got about average k numbers he does walk a lot of guys but like baltimore's just not that great of a team
2: and more comes down to the price, too, like forty one hundred for a dude that threw a hundred pitches and he's thrown at least seventy five pitches now in five straight games, like there's no reason he should be four one and now he's getting Baltimore like i'll take I'll take a shot on him, no doubt, like he could have been playing a tougher team, and I probably would have taken a shot on him at this price point, so um any Baltimore bats?
1: No, they're priced up. I mean, Ruiz is probably one of the few guys that actually has a decent price tag, but Mancini and Hayes would be the two guys I want to look at, and both of them are really expensive. Santander's not bad at 4-3. Like, it'd probably be Santander and Ruiz were the ones I would would think about.
2: Yeah, Mancini is always interesting, but like you said, they've priced these guys up. Like, Mancini's 5-3. You're going to it's going to be tough to play Mancini over some of the bats that we have in cores at the same price point, or even the next game. Um, Boston side of things here, they have a 6.6 implied total here. Um, obviously cores has implied totals that are high. The Yankees have a high implied total, but the Red Sox one of the highest implied totals out of the cores game and the Yankees and the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox have the lowest ownership on the slate too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like the bats here. I mean, just play everyone. Woe, just not great. he has been better versus righty so far this year. But not just not very good overall. He had that nice start, and then it's just gone downhill. 5.84x here, playing in Boston. Boston's a very good team. You have the Baltimore bullpen coming behind. Like, Benintendi, JD, Bogarts, Devers, Betts, all very much in play. Going to draw lower ownership because of their prices. The fact that we have Coors and a Texas game on the slate. So, yeah, I, I – really like all the Boston bats
2: yeah I think you have to like them here um well you don't have to if you don't want to but um I think it's a good good spot to attack um on this slate so I'm right there with you I like the Red Sox yeah, at home Boston you know in the Baltimore bullpen um yeah all right, Yankees and Rangers. We got Paxton against Palm, Palm, Lumbo, um, uh, Palumbo, Lumbo. Palumbo. Um, any interest here in Paxton?
1: Uh, I mean, Walker Buehler probably the chalk. So I like Paxton as a pivot problem is like, how late is he going to go into this game? They're obviously not playing for anything. I doubt they let him go over 90 pitches but he's going up against Texas, and Texas going to draw low ownership because of that. And like it's Texas versus a lefty again. There's a reason why we continue to play this. The upside is massive. I'm going to have probably split between Bueller and Paxton, um, just because I don't know how how late pa- Bueller is going to go to the game either. But Bueller is clearly the better option. Just Paxton's going to come in at way lower ownership.
2: Yeah, I like Paxton's upside, even if he goes out and throws 85 pitches here. I hate the fact that he's 11-2 if he throws 85 pitches, but I think they let him go five or six innings here. Like, they're still within two games of the Astros. Obviously, like they would have to win out, and the Astros would have to have a bad weekend here, but like they're still technically kind of playing for something. So, And they had to use a lot of their bullpen on Wednesday against the Rays, so – If Paxton can go out and get five or six strong innings here, I think he has some upside. But, again, it's just one of those things I was saying, like 20 to 25, I don't think is going to kill you on this slate uh, because how deep are some of these guys going to go? The other side of this game, Palumbo, um, he's a lefty. He's facing the Yankees. He doesn't strike anybody out hardly, and he walks a ton of people, and he gives up a ton of hard contact. It's probably a pass spot. Yep. Um. As far as the Yankees go, like, we have to see if E5 is going to play. Sanchez is banged up. Um, Some of these guys are banged up. They're really expensive, but they're in Texas facing a bad lefty.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much all systems go. Um, There's four great hitting teams today. Yankees are one of them. Red Sox are one of them. Coors are the other ones. And I really like the Yankees' bats. I mean, Stanton hasn't been done too much, but he's still standing at 4.5K going up against a lefty. Don't that judge, obviously, Lemayhu, Torres, E5 if he's in there, Sanchez if he's in there. Like, we got this really good lineup, and it's in Texas weather. Like, honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if they are the highest scoring lineup on the entire slate.
2: Yeah, like Luke Voigt, 4,500. Like, if Maven plays, he's 4,500. Like, there's some cheaper bats, too. Like, you're talking about with Stanton, so <laughs> – um, it'd be interesting to see what this lineup looks like. Um, it's a good spot. Like they have a seven implied total here. Um, Texas bats, anything kind of standing out to you here against Paxton? Mm-hmm. No, just no. So lack at three nine, if you really
1: want someone, he's been decent versus lefties, but I mean, you can stack him up in deep field tournaments if Paxton is going to draw a lot of ownership, but that's the only reason.
2: Um, let's see here. Uh, Detroit at Chicago, taking on the White Sox. Um, you know, nine total here. Boyd against Renardo Lopez. Um, the weather could be a, a thing here. If the weather's not a thing, um, what are we doing here with Matt Boyd? Are we sure it's Boyd? Who else? Uh, that's who I have. Yeah, I'll
1: double check right now. But if it's Boyd, then obviously going up against a strikeout White Sox team. Definitely don't mind that at all. Um, he's Matt Boyd, high K rate, lots of potential for home runs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can.
2: I don't – is this game even on the slate? Uh,
1: that could be why. It's a doubleheader, so.
2: Okay, this game's not even on the slate. We don't have to worry about it. There you go. All right, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the first game Tyler Alexander and Ivan Nova are pitching. The second game it's Renardo Lopez and Matt Boyd, but it's not even on the slate. Um, Yeah, Zach Davies, Antonio Sensatella, Coors Field. Any interest in either one of these pitchers? Nope. Uh, Let's talk Milwaukee bats. Um, Still kind of somewhat playing for something here. Um, They can still win the NL Central, so like obviously they still have something to play for. Uh, They're a game back on the Cardinals with three games to go. So this is a big game for Milwaukee. So, like, if I'm looking at a stack on this slate, like, no doubt, hands down, I love this Milwaukee stack.
1: I mean, the problem is their prices, but Eovaldi makes it a real possibility to get a full stack in here. So, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you since still not a great pitcher. Doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. I'd probably look at Hira first Uh, just because of his high K rate. It's going to be – Largely negligible in this matchup here, but Moustakas, Grindal, Braun, all very much in play. Grisham in play. Like, stack up all these guys. I don't have a problem with any single bat in the Milwaukee lineup.
2: Yeah, I was just looking. Um, Travis Shaw, 3.4K. Gosh. Uh, I'll do it again. 3.4K uh, of course I in, in cores against a guy that just throws fastballs. Like, uh, going down I'll do the it ship. Again, too, I'm just not happy about it. Like, I've gone down with the ship all season. I mean, why am I going to stop now? Like, <laughs> like.
1: What is, what is I hope is, he's right? just out of the lineup.
2: <laughs> I hope Ben Gamble draws the star. He's cheap, too. Um, as far as the Rockies' bats go, like, Zach Davies is not a terrible pitcher, but low strikeout guy, gives up a lot of hard contact. It's not the best place for him. Um, I, I, I like this team. You know, obviously, we'll just have to see what the lineup looks like. But Hillard is really interesting at 4.3K. Murphy's four point four k, even like Ian Desmond in a ready writing matchup, he's four k. So uh, plenty of ways to play some cheaper Rockies here as long along with Story Arnado and Blackman.
1: Yeah, yeah, you pretty much nailed it. I'm probably there's a decent chance I end up going to this game just because I'm not going to see baseball again for another six months. Darn it! Um, but yeah, yeah, no uh, Story Arnado obviously Blackman. And then you mentioned all the other guys are a little bit too cheap. I have to wait to see what lineup they roll out, but everyone's in play. One of the best stacks on the slate scores don't nearly need to say too much else.
2: Um, let's see here. Minnesota at Kansas city, nine and a half total Jose Barrios against Eric. So Um, this is just the same argument that we've kind of been saying like Minnesota, they don't really have anything to play for. Um, like, how much are they really going to let Barrios play here? They they really need him for the playoffs when you're looking at this pitching staff.
1: Yeah, and I'd much rather go with Paxton or Bueller, so I'm crossing Barrios off. It is not a great Casey team. They only have a 3.8 implied team total. Barrios has been better at home, but this is not a terrible ballpark. I don't really want to play Barrios.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking like 90 to 95, maybe. I wouldn't even be shocked if he throws like 85 here. Um, so. Yeah, for me, it's just one of those spots that I would much rather play Desco, Desco Stew, Descofani against Pittsburgh and, and take the, the discount. So, um, Eric Soglund, <laughs> even if, like, Minnesota rolls out kind of a weird lineup or a funky lineup or these guys get taken out, like, there is zero chance on playing this guy.
1: Yeah, it's – These numbers just don't even look right. Am I looking at the right thing? A 2.4% K rate through (laughs) 70 or 83?
2: He has a a 1.4% K rate against righties in 69 plate appearances.
1: That is honestly one of the most incredible stats I've ever seen in baseball. Like
2: (laughs) – Good luck against Nelson Cruz, Mitch Garver, Sano, Crone, Scope. Like (laughs) –
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. No interest in him, but the bats. Oh, this looks juicy here. This looks so juicy. You want to pivot off the big four games, Minnesota's the way to go. Garver obviously not going to draw enough ownership because he's 5.4 K Cruz and his ridiculous numbers versus lefties zero chance. He strikes out here. I mean, it's about as close to zero as it could possibly be. Um, Sano, like have you ever had a better Sano spot than a guy that with a one point four percent K rate to righties and a fifty two percent hard contact rate? Sano might be the best play on the entire slate. Crone, I know he's been trash recently, but he's good against or trash at certain points of the season, but he's been good versus lefties. Three point seven K. Guy doesn't strike out anyone. Hard contact, fly balls. Oh my gosh. I think the twins are my favorite stack on the entire slate.
2: Yeah, and, like, when you're looking at it, too, like, you play Crone, you play Scope, take the two cheaper guys, and then you just play three of the expensive guys with them, and then you're playing Iavaldi. <laughs> it builds itself, Grant. It really does. Um, love the Minnesota stack. I'm right there with you. I really don't have interest in Kansas City. I think you can play Soler and Dozier as one-offs. Solaire 4,300 is very fair. Um, if Barrios isn't going to go deep here, like, I think Soler would be the guy.
1: Yeah, Slur and Dozier are pretty much it for me. Or McBroom if you really need to save some money. Like McBroom or O'Hearns are not the worst plays in the world, but like you you can find other ways to save on the slate. I could actually see doing like a McBroom, O'Hearns, Dozier stack if you want to pair it up with, um, what's it called? Any of the other big three stacks and still fit in decent pitching.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, I guess it's fine. uh there there's some cheap bats that we're gonna talk about in this next game. Uh, the Cubs at St. Louis, Alec Mills against Dakota Hudson. Uh, any interest here in Alec Mills?
1: No, no, I mean, the kid's been decent. I guess he has six point nine k. like the St. Louis team isn't great. Yeah, yeah talk me on to him, please. like because he's a perfect pivot off of glass now if I want to get some more upside. But he did only go 80 pitches his last game.
2: Yeah, he's not going to – that. like, that's the argument, right? Like, he walks some guys. He's more of a strikeout guy, so he's going to attack strikeouts. But I think that with them shutting down Darvish and Hendricks, like, maybe they let Mills go a little bit longer in this game. Maybe he sees 90. Um, I think he's in play if this lineup comes out right-handed heavy, like he's, he has a 31% K rate against righties in a small sample, but uh, he's been much better against righties. He's shown us that he has a strikeout pitch with the sinker slider fastball combo against righties. So I I think he's worth a look, you know, tournament play. Like we're probably playing Eovaldi in cash, right? Like we're, we're just 4.1 K a call today, get, 12 to 15 and be happy oh the
1: end of the season eovaldi (laughs) in cash
2: he's 4.1k it's ridiculous like why is he so cheap um dakota hudson on the other side of this game we're looking at hudson here very good against righties He struggled against lefties low strikeout pitcher st louis does have something to play for um any interest here in hudson no no hudson just doesn't have upside he was a little cheaper. I know, like, the the lineup's going to be watered down, like Chris Bryant. He is, um, you know, he's out, Baez is out, Rizzo probably won't play. Like, this lineup's going to be watered down, but I still don't see it happening here. Yeah. Um, what are we doing with the Cubs' bats? I
1: don't know what's going to be in the lineup,
2: but guys
1: like Caratini, basically the guys that were at the top of the lineup yesterday, they're all cheap enough where you could throw them in. Like, if there's cheap bats, then play them. That's, that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, like, Nico Horner, like, those guys, like, all those guys that are going to be in there. Um, any of the cheap bats, like, the Cubs provide some really good value here because a lot of these guys are going to be under 4K, towards the top of the lineup, um, you know. So, they obviously they, – they make some sense here. If Garcia's in there, he's, like, 2.8K. Um, he has some home run upside, so – you know, for the most part, uh, I think you're looking at Cubs for cheaper options and I like the lefties more than I like the righties here. I think they they continue to give like Castellanos and these guys days off towards the end of the season. So are we sure his last name's not hornier? <laughs> I think that's what you want to call him, right?
1: That's what I'm gonna Yeah, that's absolutely what I want to call him. If if he, if he were <laughs> if the White Sox were still were on the slate today, I'd probably play Hornier and Mendick.
2: There you go. Um, any Cardinals bats here against Mills?
1: Mm, I mean, probably not. I, I like Goldschmidt's price and I like Ozuna's price, but Mills has been really good versus righties so far this year. So I don't hate the those two plays, but I just don't like – Mills has been really good versus righties. So I, I can't – I don't think I can justify playing them that much. I mean, there's some cheap bats and cores there's some other cheap bats around the industry where I'm probably just going to lay off.
2: Yeah. And like, it's a close game. Maybe they're pinch hitting for people. Maybe they're bunting people over. Like it's, they're playing for something. They, they, you know, want to win games. So um probably going to stay away. We've talked about like four or five stacks that I like a lot. So I just don't see the Cardinals being one of those teams. Could they? Sure. But don't think it's going to happen. San Diego at Arizona, nine total Eric Lauer against Taylor Clark. Um, any interest here in Lauer?
1: Nah, has a five implied total against him. I never know exactly how far into the game pretty much any San Diego pitcher is going to go. And so the end of the season, he just put up 106 pitches last time against Arizona. I don't know if that will happen again. They're completely out of it. But, I mean, it's not the worst play in the world. at 7-2 if you need to pivot off of Velasquez. and you have some extra cash over Ivaldi.
2: Yeah, my problem is, like, they can still, like, roll out Ahmed, Jones, Flores, LeCastro. Like I think they're going to have enough righties in this lineup. Like, we could see six or seven, eight righties here. So, um, maybe even, like, Rojas doesn't play, and, like, they go very right-handed heavy. So, probably pass on Lauer here. Um, Taylor Clark, you know, he's obviously been working out of the bullpen. He's starting here because they shut down Weaver and Gollin. Uh, they're young kids. Clark probably going to throw, what, 60, 70, maybe potentially 80 pitches here. I don't really, really don't expect him to go too deep, but he is 4.5K facing San Diego, and he's a righty.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I have to wait and see what Ivaldi is going to be on because if Ivaldi inter- is going to be 30% owned, then in tournaments Clark's the perfect pitch. I mean, it's a high-K matchup. Like, when you incorporate the matchup, Clark and the just better overall ballpark. Clark essentially grades out as pretty much the same as Eovaldi. Like, it's a spot where he's going up against a 24% K-rate lineup. Not a whole lot of power in and outside of Renfro and Machado. We could see just a bad lineup without Renfro. Like, this could be a really bad lineup, but wait to see what the lineup comes out as. But if Eovaldi is going to be heavily owned and this is not a good lineup, then I think you just pivot everything over to Clark.
2: Now, does it concern you? Like, he's 4.5K, don't get me wrong, but, like, the roof's going to be open here. Does that concern you a little bit?
1: I mean, it definitely doesn't help, but, like, again, if we get the bad lineup, who's going to hit the ball at the ballpark? It's going to be Machado.
2: Maybe (laughs) Machado and Renfro. Like, those are the two guys you're worried about.
1: Yeah, but Renfro has a 34% K rate versus righty, so.
2: (laughs) We want Renfro to be in there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it raises the upside quite a bit.
2: Yeah, so I, I think Clark is an interesting pivot off of in, in tournaments for sure. Um, Padres, Bats. <laughs> Renfro and Machado, if you want to play anybody, but, like, it's not a team that I love.
1: I don't hate some of these Bats. Uh, but, yeah, it would be Renfro, it would be Machado, it would be Hosmer, and it would be Naylor in the lineup. Any of the guys that can actually hit the ball at the bar park. If the roof is open, I'm not sure what the temperature is going to be tomorrow. I think it's only going to be 83 degrees, so that might – downgrade my my interest a little bit uh but like those guys are all cheap they can hit the ball the ballpark Clark's not a great pitcher yes I do have an interest in him but any one of those guys can hit a bomb um
2: you know as far as the Arizona bats go they're they're cheap you know Flores is cheap um Nick Ahmed's cheap um I think Kelly's cheap I think they're a potential back-end three man if you're looking for like a cheap three man on the on the backside if the roof's going to be open here
1: yeah, I'd go Flores, Walker, Escobar, um, and Ahmed probably. Don't mind those guys. And even Kelly, you can throw in the catcher there going up against Lauer. Um, but, yeah, just really not too interested. Lauer's been a bit reverse splits. granted. we don't have a giant sample size of him versus lefties, but he just hasn't struck out a whole lot of them. I'm, I'm probably just going to stay away from Arizona.
2: Um. All right, Houston at L.A. taking on the Angels. Your Coyote against Patrick Sandoval. Um, we're already starting to see Houston is running out these lineups where they're giving guys days off. So, um, you know, you got to watch that. Your Coyote not going to be in the rotation for the playoffs, so, like, maybe they let him pitch. But, like, they only let him throw 58 pitches the last time out, and he was pitching pretty decent and it was in the same matchup against this team.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting how late he's going to go into the game. I mean, there's no reason for him to go too late into the game. They're not going to need to use him for, like, a lot of innings in the playoffs at once. So I don't think he goes that late into the game. Yes, this is an interesting spot here going up against a Angels team that's just not great right now with a lot of high strikeout bats. But I don't think I end up going with your Kyrie. I'd rather just take a shot on Glass now who might potentially have the same amount of pitches.
2: Um, any interest in Patrick Sandoval here
1: against Houston? No, even if they were a lot of bad line, just now,
2: <laughs> not going to pitch deep into the game. He is kind of reverse split so far from what we've seen. He, he you know, good, good change up, but you know, we're, we're just looking at a guy that's going to throw 50 to 65 pitches at 6,700. Like give me Taylor Clark or Nathan Evaldi, like at that point, yeah. um, Houston bats are interesting depending on who's in there. Um, you know, maybe they get Bregman and Brantley the day off here. Like, I I, I have interest in Houston, but it's the guys that I don't think will get pinch hit for.
1: Yeah, and over on Fantasy Draft, guys, watch out. I've been burned by Houston so much the last few days. They're not getting their lineup until after lock. Can't late swap, so watch out. We don't know what they're going to do. Um, if we get the lineup, that's fine. Or if you have pivots to the later games, that's fine. Uh just be aware. And, like, I'd, I'll have some full Houston stacks over on late swap sites and, like, just switch them around based on who's in the lineup because they're probably going to draw lower ownership because people are just sick of them getting a lineup at like, 20 minutes after lock.
2: Yeah. Careful on fantasy draft is all you need to be thinking about. Um, as far as the Angels bats go here, this lineup is just so watered down with all the injuries – I'm going to pass. You might get a home run out of guys like Calhoun or somebody, but it's obviously not a spot you'd stack. Yep, I'm out. Oakland at Seattle, nine and a half total here. Mike Fires against Justice Sheffield. Really, really, like, so frustrated the last time Fires pitched against Texas. Like, all of a sudden, they just, like, let him go out and throw 95 pitches, and, oh, that was so tilting. Um what do we think here like they're playing for something he he has a matchup against a strikeout heavy Seattle team like this game's in Seattle it's a it's a good ballpark like are we taking shots on fires here do we can we trust a one game sample of him pitching deeper into the game
1: uh i would say no except it's going to be about 52 degrees there um again it's an open air dome so it matters uh fires is in that kind of price range where we don't like too many pitchers between six and 9k so yeah you can play him you can play him against this high breakout team he could potentially go late into the game um they're playing for something fires is to get ready for the playoffs where he's going to go deeper into games so yeah yeah i have some interest in fires and i'm not happy about it
2: i think you have to the only thing like so here's the thing if he's getting beat up you're not getting your upside anyway, and he's probably going to get pulled. Like, you need him to go out and pitch well. He threw a one-hitter for – I don't even remember how many innings against Texas the other day. So, he ended up getting a second hit. But, like, if he's pitching well, I think he throws the pitches you want at 7,900. Um, Justice Sheffield here, he's a fade. This Oakland team is very good against lefties. Um, it's a fade spot for me. Agreed. 8,700, too. Like Yeah. He
1: has one great game. And then they just keep jacking up his price.
2: Um, Oakland Bats, they have something to play for. Uh, I think Chapman, one of the best plays on the entire slate. Um, The only thing that I don't want to do here is I don't want to fully stack them because, like you already said, the weather. But Chapman's 4,100 against the lefty.
1: Yeah, it's Chapman. Maybe Chris Davis hes he's in the game. Fine with Olsen. But, yeah, the weather just makes me want to be off this game entirely.
2: Yeah, uh, Chapman's just like – 4100 it's hard not to play him at that price point home runs in two straight games there you go let's make it three um any seattle bats against fires
1: maybe lewis at 3900 but not really
2: lewis is the guy that i that i would play as well you know you mentioned 3900 high iso fires semi-reverse split so he gives up a lot of hard contact to both sides so lewis that's it all right, last game, Dodgers-Giants, Walker Bueller against Johnny Cueto, seven and a half total here. Bueller is a big-time favorite. Um, we've seen it now, a bunch of the Dodgers down the stretch. They've kind of limited their guys, um, 90-ish pitches. Is that enough for you to have interest here in Bueller at 11-7?
1: Absolutely. It's going up against San Fran and San Fran here. It's a divisional game, so there's a chance he might go out for maybe one or two more batters here. Um, yeah. He's the top play on the slate for me uh, for pitcher, and he's very good. We're getting a little bit of a price decrease because he is throwing less pitches, but even in 90, he can put up a 40-point game he did against Baltimore. It's a bad San Fran team. It's not good hitting weather at 59 degrees, and it's in one of the best – or it's in the best pitcher's ballpark in the league. I really like Bueller.
2: Yeah, the, like I said, the only thing that I'm concerned about is, like, they are playing for absolutely nothing. Like, they've clinched best record in the National League. They, they're playing for nothing. Like, so that's the only thing that you're a little concerned with. But
1: uh, The thing they're still playing for home field advantage in the World Series.
2: Oh, you're right. With the Astros, right? Or the Yankees. So. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's something. But <laughs> I don't know. Not enough to go out and get your guys hurt, especially Bueller. Um, I mean, but he'll at least
1: pitch 90 pitches. Like, I'm okay with that with him
2: in this matchup. Yeah, 90 pitches. Hey, uh, Cueto's pitched well since coming off the I.L. Like, he's just – 9,300 is just ridiculous though, right?
1: Yeah, against the Dodgers, zero interest in him.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dodgers-Bats, anything here?
1: Uh, In San Fran, like, not really. Seager maybe, Bellinger maybe, but – Probably just a fade for all bats in this game.
2: Yeah, I don't hate, like, maybe like a jock or a Bellinger, but it's kind of it. Muncie. The big-time power lefties. Uh, and then I have zero interest in the Giants, right? Nothing? Yep. All right. For the last time in the regular season, Grant, let's play the morning grind game. Um, give me a guy under 8K to get six more strikeouts. Glass now. All right, I like that one. I'm going to take Eovaldi.
1: (laughs) Ballsy. Neither one of us went for Velasquez.
2: He has six or more strikeouts in three straight games. He's facing Baltimore. I don't think it's too crazy.
1: I mean, he's still the lowest-priced pitcher on the slate.
2: (laughs) Listen, I'm giving you guys extreme value for the last regular season podcast of the year. Um, Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? Uh,
1: Justice Sheffield. I
2: like it. Um, I'm gonna go with Cueto, who we just got them talking about. Not gonna pitch deep, facing the Dodgers. Easy pass. Uh, give me a ho- home run over 4K, not in course. So no. no. Yeah, I almost it, wrote it down earlier because I knew that's who you were gonna take. Um, let's see, I don't. I I, I, I got to make sure this guy's over 4K. Give me one second. He is. All right, he is over – Luke Voigt. Nice. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Crone. You want me to just write down Minnesota for your stack to score yep. six or more runs? All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Figured>. <laughs> like, you know, correlation, right? Yeah. I don't know who I want for two or more hits down here. You know what? Um, Give me Nate Lowe. I like it. And uh, my stack, let's see. I'll go with, um, I don't want to take any of the chalky stacks. You know what? Give me Arizona. I like it. Any final thoughts? I like it. No, it's been a fun season. It has. We'll be back doing something on monday maybe a football podcast review of last week or whatever but if you missed the football podcast grant and i broke down each and every game for this weekend you already missed out on the jordan howard love um so and the house
1: and the jimmy graham and the goater
2: yeah you you um you were you were on it for thursday night so hopefully you can roll that into the weekend and um, we can keep it going here so you want to check that out that's on the podcast page here at rotor grinders um it's been a fun baseball season we'll talk playoff baseball on days that there's some slates and um that's gonna wrap it up hope everyone has a great weekend good luck in week four of nfl and uh we'll be back monday talking some more baseball good luck in your contest and we'll see you then Take kids